get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky are back mm. baby their quest to defend the yes. stanley cup begins tonight and the broncos are also working too so we are here as well talking about some broncos taking you up to closer to the avalanche start time henry i'm loving the sweater you've got going on oh thanks it was a knockoff it was like <laughs> 20 dollars back before i could afford real ones you know what's great about that huh. i can't tell at all yeah see usually i can really tell mm. like especially with the bronco jerseys oh yeah that's true because they're so easy to screw up yeah but yeah i mean i honestly couldn't tell no which is weird because usually you sit there and it's like oh fake 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 yep 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 even yeah. the, you, when you came in you uh just outed yourself that it was fake right away mm-hmm. and i was looking at it i still can't tell yeah it's fine yeah I, I love it hopefully the abs are wearing real ones tonight though hopefully and hopefully they absolutely dominate this playoffs just like It'd they did nice. last year. And speaking of dominating, if you want to dominate, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor of this show. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up in order to get $150 in bonus bets by placing a $5 bet on any NBA game. Henry, how are you doing today? Not bad. Not bad. Well, that's I'm trying good. to think, has anything really happened? Not really. I just watched a bunch of basketball last night. Yep, me too. Yep. Me too. Not much to report back. Are the Warriors done? Ooh, I don't think so. What do you think of Draymond's stomp? Ooh, I mean, you just can't step on people. <laughs> like, I don't Even know. Even when they're holding on to you, where the only place you can step is their belly? I mean, it looked more like ribs than belly, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he was pretty intentional about hitting the rib area. Exactly. Like, I don't like to try to guess what people's intents were with that kind of stuff. Like, that's the job the referees have to do, and it's not fun. But just the fact that Draymond kicks guys in the nuts so much and, like, does so many of those sorts of things, it's like, yeah, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt. Draymond absolutely never deserves the benefit exactly. of the doubt because once you kind of build yeah. that into who you are you, you're going to be called like that exactly and you, you deserve it for yeah. all the things that you've done <laughs> yeah i didn't expect that in the first three minutes of the show we're getting uh, uh nuts kicking mm. uh already mentioned yeah where, where does that mean the rest of the show is going henry i don't know i don't know where you go after nuts kicking. yeah i, I don't either because it's are not the, the doctor are the like, broncos gonna be kicking the nuts of some other teams in trades Broncos, five picks in this draft. Mm-hmm. That's like criminal to yeah. George Payton. George Payton likes to have over 10 picks in the draft. He's made that clear in the past mm-hmm. when he spoke with with uh, uh, with Broncos media, but he's literally lived that in his past too. Since he took over as assistant general manager of the Minnesota Vikings and his two drafts with the Broncos, he's averaged over 10 picks per draft which is wild. That is so impressive. Uh And he's had drafts where he's had like 14 picks. He's had so many picks uh, because he likes to trade. And so today we're going to talk about that. Should the Broncos trade up? Should they trade down? Should they stay put? Of course, they don't have a pick until number 67 in the draft. And then they do have back-to-back picks, 67 or 68. Um, So when I say that, what should they do? Just right off the top of your head. 
honestly, I think their picks are in pretty good spots. Oh, considering okay. like the value sure. that they have. Sure. A couple at the top of the third. I mean, those are guys who will turn into starters. Yeah. You know, maybe not right away, depending on the position, I guess. But I mean, if you trade down, you're probably picking up another like sixth and seventh in the deal, too. Or maybe you throw a six. I don't know. It, it could be a mess, but you just don't have the ammo to justify moving up in the draft, I don't think. Like, I, if, I guess if you could trade a third and a fourth to get like a reasonable second. Then you have a second, a third, and a fifth, and a sixth. But really, at that point, you're saying this is probably a two-player class. Right. And with the, by keeping that fourth pick, fourth round pick, at least you get to say, hey, that's it's 50-50 that this is a player for us in the future. Yeah, I mean, that that's a really good point. So the Broncos have two third round picks, mm-hmm. a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Mm-hmm. You are fair to say, like, your fifth and your sixth round picks, you can't really count on them for anything this year outside of maybe some special teams contributions. But mm-hmm. if you're being fair going into a draft and evaluating the draft, the Broncos really have three chances at getting guys who can who yep. can compete this year. And even that fourth round pick, that may be even a, a tough ask. But those mm-hmm. two third round picks should be guys, unless you're getting a quarterback, unless yep. you're getting a tackle where obviously they would sit behind Garrett Bowles and Mike McGlinchey. Any other position, really, and obviously I I don't think you're going to get a guard, like mm-hmm. just a guard specific, but any other position with those third-round picks should be able to come in and have an impact. But if you package both of those up and move, mm-hmm. then you may be talking about a one-person class, Henry. And yeah. uh, for a team that needs some help still, that could be really tough. So that's a good point. Yep. And, I mean, just by the normal draft trade chart, they're all different now, and who knows which one's best. But but just by the basic one, if they were to trade 67 and 68, they should get either 39 or 40. Mm-hmm. That's not that great to me. It's almost a first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, sort of. I mean, could, you 39 could con- or 40. You could convince yourself that you're getting a first-round pick that slid out oh, of I the mean, first round. But then if you're convincing yourself that you're getting a first-round pick, then you could much easily, much more easily convince yourself that you're trading away two second-round picks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Two second round picks that fall. Um, But let's say let's say Sean Payton looks at this team Mm -hmm. and here's the argument for trading up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think this would be a Sean Payton move because Sean Payton has been the opposite of George Payton, where George Payton values quality or no quantity over quality. Sean Payton values quality over over mm-hmm. quantity that's hard with the two patents and quality and quantity yep. um he values having the right picks not necessarily a lot of them which is the complete opposite of uh of george payton mm-hmm. which is very fascinating going into their first draft together i think it's not as fascinating because they only have five picks to work with so i don't think mm-hmm. we're going to be able to see uh such a big difference between the two philosophies but sean payton might say boy all I need to compete on offense this year to, to complete the offense is a center. And there's a center that's fallen. Mm-hmm. Let's move up and get him. How far could the Broncos move up, uh, according to the draft value chart, if they traded their fourth and 67? So one third and one fourth. 67, that's 255 plus 78. So that would be it's like, like 325-ish. Yep, plus a few, three, 333. So 333 would put them... 56 or 57. So 10 picks. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not to, worth it. To lose, unless you think, like, there's a day one starter there. Yep. And if you think there's a day one starter there, then I think it's worth it. 
and the positions maybe center, mm-hmm. defensive line, safety, I guess. Outside yeah. of that, it probably yeah. isn't it probably isn't worth it because there's probably not a day one starter there. Yeah. And you mentioned it with Sean Payton. So the Saints in the last 16 drafts have traded up 24 times. They haven't traded down since 2007. How about that? And that yeah. was Sean Payton's second year there. Exactly. So in the past 15 years, they've never traded down. Yep. How about that? Trading up 24 times. Yeah. Wait, that, is that just first round or is that? I think that's in total. In total. They've tra- they haven't trade. They have traded down at all in the draft no. since 2007. Yep. What would be so fascinating is to look at Jeff, Jeff George Payton's numbers. No. But I bet, I bet George does trade up. Uh, when you actually look at the Vikings, they have averaged over one first-round pick per draft mm-hmm. since George Payton's been there. Um, and so it's not like he's always trading out of the first round, but mm-hmm. he just likes to move up, move down, move around. And Sean Payton's like, nope, I just move up. That's all I do. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, recently, it's because they just had all the money problems. Like, they, they were constantly having to patch significant holes. Right. You know, it's... Early on, who knows what that's about. Maybe that is just what they like to do, but I don't know. Recently, they didn't have a choice because like, the Broncos are in a weird place where they aren't trying to, I don't know, prop up Drew Brees at the end of his career. Right. You know, They're not trying to squeeze whatever they can out of this next like two, three-year window. And they just have so few young players. Like They have one of the oldest rosters in the NFL, and they're not good, and that's just a bad combination. So I, The I Saints? Know. No, the Broncos. Oh. Yeah. And you just need to start filling that in with some right, young players. Right. I see what hope you're saying. you get lucky. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. But are you really going to be able to do that with five draft picks? Like, that's better why three. at this point, but <laughs> how, how much better is that, though? That's why I could see this draft mm-hmm. just being like, a, this is a wash. Let's just try to get two impact players in this draft and then move on. I mean, it's possible. You know, the last time Sean Payton first pick in the draft was at 67 or later hmm. never wow never this is the latest that sean payton's been drafting uh ever and this is a guy that likes to move up he yeah. likes to move up and that's why when i look at this who's in charge henry at the end of the day who's in charge of this roster probably sean this payton. Team? yeah sean yeah. payton and so you have two competing philosophies i think george mm-hmm. payton Maybe wanting to move back, what, he could probably move 67, go back 10 spots and pick up a fourth, late fourth, fifth round pick, something like that. George Payton, that could be very valuable to him because then instead of three guys that we said, then you make it four. And especially instead of trading up and getting two guys, you get four guys. George Payton can convince himself of that. But Sean Payton's about winning now. He's proven that the moment he got here he's proven that his 15 years with the saints as well uh and so that's why i just think you have these two competing philosophies when push comes to shove i think sean payton's going to be the one that prevails here yeah probably i don't know i think there's a good chance that they just kind of stay put okay i really do i think i think they're gonna get antsy really all of thursday night they're sitting there Mm -hmm. letting the draft go the first round are they even watching Definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. Because it's Jerry Judy. Does someone yeah, call on Jerry somebody, Judy? Yeah. Does someone call on Garrett Bowles? Not necessarily that they're going to be shopping, mm-hmm. but they're going to be paying attention, seeing what's going on, seeing the players that are falling. Because what if near the end of the first round they're like, "This guy's this center's falling right now. 
Let's yep. start call, let's start checking the phones for tomorrow packaging 67 and 68 to move up to 38 in order to get this guy. So 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 they'll be watching and that's a 4 5 hour night. Yep. That gets long. Then all of Friday they're sitting there checking the phones a little bit. George Payton working the phones, mm-hmm. seeing where they could move up and then they have to wait all of the second round as well. I just I, I think that they're going to get a little antsy and they're going to identify someone that they really like. Because remember, there's 66 guys that are going to be drafted before mm-hmm. the Broncos pick. I don't think they're going to wait that long. Uh, I'll say they will. Okay. I'll say they will. And just stay put. Yeah. I think at some point you probably see something move. Like they're but not before 67. Yeah, I don't think they go up from 67. But they could say, you know what, we don't. We don't like two guys on the board right now. Let's see if we can drop down 10 picks and pick up a fourth. You know, there could be something like that, I guess. But How about, how about a compromise? Hmm. You move up from 67, use a fourth or a fifth to move up five, 10 spots mm-hmm. uh, to go get a guy. And then you use 68 to drop back into late in the third round, early in the fourth round, and you pick up another fourth round pick. That's Sean Payton getting his wish mm-hmm. and George Payton getting his wish and you stick with kind of five draft picks Mm -hmm. you could basically you'd move up from 68 to 60 or no 67 to 60 and move down from 68 to 78 okay yeah Yeah. second round pick and and third round pick yeah so you're keeping it you're you're just moving up to get get that impact that that's my guess that's what's going to happen huh especially both of these guys like to move around just in different ways so i don't think they're going to stay put yeah i'm curious i mean I do believe uh, George Payton when he says that they really think that's the sweet spot in this draft. Like, just the fact that it isn't, I don't know, there, there's good talent at the top, but there isn't depth of talent all the way through the second half of the first round. And then there's just a bunch of guys who you could kind of put in any order from the end of the first round all the way through, I don't know, about the top five or 10 picks of the third. So I kind of believe him when he says, like, we think we can get two good players there. And you're kind of just taking your pick of some guys that you think are pretty similar if you move up slightly. I just, I hope that they fall in love with one of those guys and feel like it's worth it to move up instead of just being like, yeah, any of these 10 players will be fine. I don't want to be like, yeah, we got got a good player. I want to be like, man, we got a player that we loved. And yeah, did we have to move back in the third round in order to move Mm -hmm. up with this one? Uh, to get earlier in the third round or even the second round. Yeah, we did, but I would just, I would love that. Huh. See, I, uh, I, I hate the idea of just going after the guy you love. Why? Like, well, because that's more subjective, you know? That's more of like, oh, this is my favorite. And there's something to it. And if he falls, that's great. But like, the, uh, it, so the big problem with draft, so the draft trades in general. So you always get better value by trading down than trading up. Like that just when right. you go back through all the yep. drafts, yep. Yep. those teams always do better. All the draft charts also like they're skewed based on the way people do it. If everything were balanced, the value of the picks lower would be much, much higher and the higher picks would be much lower. And typically and- on top of that, teams teams that want to move back mm-hmm. aren't like trying to move back. They're just like, yeah, we're actually open to mm-hmm. moving back. Teams that want to jump forward aren't like, yeah, we're open to moving forward. They're yeah. the aggressive ones. They're the ones that are yeah. calling. They're like, we want to move forward. But then the reason that the the higher picks tend to not live up to the expectations for what you expect, given how much teams give up, is because GMs think that they can outsmart the other GMs. And so they say, well, yeah, we're giving up a little bit of 
quality, like a total value by moving up to this pick, but I know this guy's awesome. And so I'm outsmarting it. That's where I get my edge back. Right. You know, and, right. and obviously it just doesn't work because everybody does that. Yep. And so that kind of philosophy of this is the guy, like you kind of just got to stick to your draft board. And maybe there is somebody who says like, hey, we think this is a first round pick and he's still here at 58. Then maybe you do it. But if you really do think like, hey, these are all guys who are whatever, 50 to 70. And they're all kind of in the same tier. We're going to get a couple trading up because you're like, ah, I, I, I feel something with this guy. Those gut feelings typically don't work for general managers. See, Henry, you're using logic, which, which you typically do, which makes a lot of sense. It's mm -hmm. logical. I'm not going to argue with what you're saying. Yeah. I just think the human nature of this, it is. they're going to George Payton and specifically mm -hmm. Sean Payton's going to say, man, we're not going to have much of a draft class anyways. Let's just go get that one impact guy and move up. I don't think they're going to be packaging 67 and 68. No. Uh, I, I think that would be uh, that would be reckless uh, yeah. in terms of like putting a draft together. Then you really are potentially getting a one-player class, maybe a two-player class. You, you can't do that. But I do think that one of the fourth or fifth-round picks they have will be packaged to move up a couple of spots to go get their guy. Mm -hmm. And if it's their guy, I personally like that. I see where you're coming yeah. from, though. Henry, something else that we need to talk about. Sean Payton hasn't been afraid to use future draft capital yeah. in order to benefit him this year. Mm -hmm. Could you see that happening? That makes way more sense to me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Boy, we're just seeing this so opposite. Really? I would hate it. I am. I have a feeling you think you like you just punt this year. Like you say, like this is a bad draft. It's just over. Right? Is that kind mean? of where you're going? It's like you get to reset next year. You oh. get all your picks back. Just accept that this one's going to be bad. No, not necessarily. So, oh, okay. so what's your argument for being okay or thinking that it could happen? You just want to balance things out a little bit. Like, mm. like I said, like this is a super old roster. You don't have a lot of players on rookie contracts who can contribute, and that's why you have to keep patching holes up with free agents, and that means you're overpaying. You also have the Russell Wilson contract kicking in, so it becomes even more important. And as you try to, like, build a foundation here which is what sean payton wants to do there's no reason to wait until year two to try to build that foundation foundation now the reason is because you get more value in year two like you lose value by trading up to this year but i think that kind of balances out because of just the need that the broncos have for young players and so if you wanted to say well we'll take our second round pick next year and trade it for you know hopefully like a late second, maybe throwing a fifth to keep it in the second round. Henry, let me I just stop you right there mm -hmm. because I think the second kind of makes most sense. Broncos don't have a that's second. That's right. They already traded that one. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that's, that makes it tough. But maybe the trade-up is you use next year's third. Uh, I don't know. You're See, just taking such a hit. And that's what I don't like about it is that second kind of mm -hmm. feels like the sweet spot in order yeah. to use for this year. But since you don't have it, you do have a first Mm -hmm. be reckless do not move first right now don't do it until yeah. you know who your quarterback is of the future unless you get a crazy deal like if you can turn that into a like if you want my line would be the chiefs want to flip it you get number 32 this year i think i would do that like you're no, moving no, down no 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 like you're probably moving down what like 15 picks but you get to move it up a year no that'd no, be my no, line no. that'd be worth it no no it absolutely would be no that's a nightmare yes no there's don't no do way that. they'd offer that because the broncos and the the chiefs pick this year is actually pick 31 because the dolphins oh, have course, to forfeit yep. their pick but 
you're kind of crazy to think that next year the Broncos mm -hmm. would have the 31st pick no. or the 32nd pick. So to me, and I know that when you trade a pick in the future, yep. uh, you, you lose a, a round value. So, mm -hmm. uh, so, so it makes sense from that standpoint. But no, I'm not doing that huh. um, because... I don't want to gamble that first round pick next year and say it's going to be a pick in the 20s. We did that with Russell Wilson, and it the Broncos completely fell flat on their face with mm -hmm. that one. Keep that first round pick. Don't do that. Don't do it. Because then, oh no, because then you're giving the Chiefs especially a, a better pick next year than they have mm -hmm. this year. But again... I mean, if you trade a first, you expect a second for it. If you trade a second, you expect a third for it. Like, there's just that one-round discount. You're right, the, the one-round discount, but that's why I'm saying I'm not desperate to get up this year. Okay. I'm not desperate to get in the first round, late second round this year. Yeah, that's that's fair. And I don't think they are either. Again, that's what, I, I guess George Payton didn't say that. He never said he didn't like the back end of the first round, but that's kind of been the theme true. among everybody else talking about, and what he said kind of lines up with that. Um. So then that's just where maybe and, and where I'm not going to mm -hmm. disagree with you is if you want to say uh, trade next year's fifth for a sixth this year, like, yeah, OK, I still don't love it that you're mm -hmm. losing value there. Um, but for me, like, I'm not going to get too picky about those, but just I'm not trading first unless you get a top 10 first, which no team is going wow. to. There's do. no way. Um, no way. I don't even think you're getting 31. That, and see, that just makes it even more sickening to me. But <laughs> but you could be right about that. Um, I'm not trading a second round pick next year because you don't have one. And then mm -hmm. a third round pick to be in the fourth round to drop from day two to day three. Yeah, I don't like it. So I just don't think that the value makes sense in order to do that this year. Yeah, it'd have to be like you like you want to get up from 67. So you include next year's third and that gets you to whatever 58. Oh, that would be disgusting. Yeah, that's that would why, be disgusting yeah. because the Broncos have this huge gap this year where they don't have a pick from pick one to yep. 67. Next year, the Broncos um, are going to have another semi-big gap, not as big as this year, but if you trade that third-round pick next year, then you're going to mm -hmm. have just as big of a gap. Sure, you will have a first-round pick, which will be nice, but then you're not going to be picking all of day two. Yep. Which is tough. Yeah, that would be tough. But, but I mean, I'd rather pick day one than day two. But, Henry, two... Uh, and I guess they have the bonus third from the Saints. So they'll have the extra third next year. So they'll have an extra, th right, because they flipped second and third round picks. You're right. So yeah. maybe so that's one of the picks that they, they move this year in order to move up or something. No second, an extra third, an extra fifth, no sixth, and an extra seventh. Okay. So what, what I could see is them using a third in yeah. order to get in the fourth this year, next year's third in order to get into the fourth. That's about all I can see, and that's all that I think would be responsible to do. Or you trade that third with your fourth. What? Which third? Next the, year's? Next year's third with this year's fourth. In order to get in the third? Try to get another one in there. Three thirds? Yeah. Then you see if you can get like three top 100 picks. I mean, top 100 is the line where you say, this guy should be a starter eventually. <laughs> if they're doing that, I bet it includes them moving up with uh, one of their picks. It could be. It so you get a second round pick this year, two thirds mm -hmm. at the cost of your fifth this year and a third next year. Huh. Yeah, I could be okay with it. And then you're could saying you, you, you should have a strong three man class. Yeah. And you should absolutely have one day one starter with that second late second round pick. 
You should. Okay. Oh, you know what, Henry? I think we just might have mixed some Sean Payton and George Payton yep. philosophies yep. there. I think the key is those future picks. Now, one thing to not discount. Sean Payton likes to trade future picks. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. That's what we we're talking about right now. Sean Payton also likes to kind of go all in. What did the Broncos do right when free agency started? They kind of went all in. Yep. So to think that they're not going to do Sean Payton's philosophy right away, mm-hmm. we've already thrown that out the window. They are absolutely doing Sean Payton's philosophy right away. So that's why it's not something that you can uh, that that you can forget that they're going to do. And five picks this year. How many picks next year? You said, uh, was, wow. did it balance out to seven? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. Yep. So you have more draft capital next year. You trade one next year to one this year. You kind of balance it out more. Uh, seven next year, six mm-hmm. this year. Kind of sell yourself on a draft class there, kind of. Yep. Uh, let's see. No, they wouldn't be close to getting any comp picks next year. So they, that's a shame. Uh, I guess if... No, because Evero's already gone, so you wouldn't get that one. And uh, you gone. have the Broncos just spent a lot of money. Exactly. So And like if they had gone for Caleb McGarry instead of Mike McGlinchey, he wouldn't have counted for comp picks. Right. Because they declined the fifth-year option. So there are a couple of things like that they could have done, but they didn't do it. So yep. no comp picks next year. Hopefully the year after there's something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, because what, you have Josie will hit free agency. You have to imagine the Broncos aren't spending much next year. No. So, and they've made it very clear that this year was uh, yeah. uh, an anomaly, not yeah. going to be the trend. So you got Josie. I don't even know who else could give you a comp pick. And even Josie, like you're looking at like a sixth or a seventh, and, and the, you're probably canceling that I one. I was going to say, and it's not like the Broncos are going to spend no money exactly. next year. They're still going to spend some. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think they're getting any the year after either. Yeah, I, I I think you're right on there. That's rough. Yeah, it is It is rough. Alberto, KJ Hamler. No, stop. They would need to do yeah. something crazy. No. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Hank, we kind of figured this out. Mm-hmm. We also have a conclusion to Bunker Gate. Oh, wow. That's right. We do. You may or may not know what I'm talking about. And let's dive into it. Not a bunker, but let's dive in to mm-hmm. bunker gate. After I tell you about pins and aces, because if you are finding yourself in a bunker, you are going to want to be looking stylish. And there's no better apparel for the golf course than our friends over at pins and aces, not just on your body, but on your clubs as well. They have got some awesome things for your golf bag, for your golf clubs, for your golf body, they've got really cool things. In fact, I just uh, got my first order of pins and aces in the mail a couple of days ago. Wow. And man, I'm ready to rock it this summer. And if that's not good enough, you can get 50% off, or I'm sorry, not 50%, 15% off and free shipping by using the code DNVR over at pinsandaces.com. Use that code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and free shipping at Pins and Aces. They've got amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even beer sleeves. It's a product that keeps seven beers or seltzers cold so you can play an entire round of golf and still have some cold ones come the 18th hole. So check them out, pinsandaces.com. And head on over to Shady Rays because uh, it's summer now. I think it is a little bit sunnier now. It wasn't super sunny this morning. Yeah. Or at least a cloudy day today. Yeah. But it's supposed to be 75. Wow. That is warm. Yeah. 75. So great day for sunglasses. Yeah. It's not like super warm. I'll be fine. (laughs) I've got shorts on. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's the time to get in on our code DMVR to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Go to shadyrays.com. There's a link right there that you can click on. And like I said, use the code DMVR. You get 15 or 50% off two pairs of sunglasses. And it's great stuff. If you break them or lose them, you'll get a brand new pair. No questions asked. Definitely check out this website. Definitely buy some sunglasses from Shady Rays. And definitely try not to end up in any bunkers, especially if your name is Russell Wilson. Because, Henry, if this would have been you, this would have been me, (laughs) this would have been anyone else in Colorado. This isn't a story. But it's a $255-$50 million quarterback. It's your franchise quarterback. It is Russell Wilson. What are we talking about? Over this weekend, a photo came out. Very blurry photo posted on Reddit. And it says, watch Russell Wilson flip his golf cart into the bunker at Arrowhead. Of course, it had to be at Arrowhead. Like, yep. why? At any other golf course, and that wouldn't have been as bad. Yep. You see the picture. You cannot tell that Russell Wilson's in there. So at first, you're like, huh, is this real? Is this yep. fake? Clearly, a golf cart is very tipped over yep. and a bunker in that picture. Then you see some more follow-up. Some people saying, yeah, this is real. He was driving. He wasn't driving. Then we get a, a tweet from an actual golf um, uh, uh, company that covers golf, mm-hmm. which is, uh, can you pull that up Yeah, here? Uh, we get this one. Can you zoom it in as well? Um, where a golf cart... <laughs> Same spot, but it's flipped back up in the right position. Um, can you read it to us, what it says you here on the tweet? Oh, my gosh. Yahir isn't connected. He's got oh the my headset goodness. on. He's tricking us right now, pretending like he's connected. Oh, okay. So maybe a little more clarity on Mm -hmm. Bunker Gate here. Russ wasn't driving. He was in the cart and he was with some of his teammates here. And it was an honest mistake. It's not like they were just flying over the the golf cart or the the uh, the course itself. And then where the real clarity comes in is uh, Russell Wilson. Confirm this himself <laughs> this morning. Uh, can we get that tweet up? Yeah, here as well. Wait, yeah, here's not. Yeah, here's not following my lead. He here. is not. You know, I thought he's listening to us and. He's... <laughs> oh no, we heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Um, and then so Russ quote tweets that one with uh, not only saying, uh, "What does it say here?" It's very small. The real question is, did we get from the bunker to the green? Hashtag par. Good times. Wow. <laughs> and then he posts a little gif for those not watching on YouTube and listening on the podcast uh, of, a, of a guy going, falling down into a bunker. Um, and you know what? Good for Russ for having some fun with this. Yeah. And also confirming Bunkergate was real. 
Yes, that is good. <laughs> also, uh, should we be surprised that he was riding and not driving? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I've heard uh, another drive at Arrowhead ends in a turnover. Ah, yeah, yep, yep. Love that. I mean, t- tough ones. Um, and Oof. we obviously knew about this yesterday. Didn't want to say anything until Russ confirmed it for yep. us. So thanks, Russ, for that. And this just kind of makes him seem a little more relatable and so isn't that I, weird I, I like that he's actually having fun with this yeah no it do, it makes him way more likable yeah which is weird like usually <laughs> yeah. you see like oh football player flipped his golf cart oh no this idiot yeah like, yep, nope. yep. you're like how many beers did exactly, he have exactly like that's so irresponsible but with yep. him it's like nice that yep. sounds like fun <laughs> golfing with your teammates right, like right, right, right. good for you russ act out a little you're so right like <laughs> i don't know uh, uh if this is a keep to leave and we, exactly. we love Akeem, Could you but imagine? you're like, oh, man, the, the shenanigans that yes. was happening for him to tip the golf cart. What people would say on Twitter. Like, it would <laughs> yeah. be insane. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but Russ, it's just, it's just kind of a fun thing. Relatable. Definitely. Um, yeah, and as Ashton's saying, just putting you here on blast right now, I can't believe we got 20 seconds of producer you here on mute. This morning Not, has been a complete utter mess today. Wow. I am sorry, you guys. <laughs> now, he wasn't just on mute. His uh, mic wasn't even plugged in. I wasn't planning on talking today. <laughs> you <laughs> have to be prepared. <laughs> no. pulling up tweets. Yeah, here, we're going to put you <sighs> under the fire every single day. I, out of nowhere, wow. we're just going to call you up. And I'm just going to talk without a mic, and wow. you guys are just going to keep getting yelled at. Nobody knows how I you look. You know what? That's true. Uh, that, that does bother Ryan a lot more than me, so I'll let, I'll let you off the hook. I know it's Ryan more than yells at <laughs> Ryan yells at me all the time about this. Um, speaking of uh, being put on blast, Hank, you were put on blast. Of course, the team that uh, you mentioned, the Broncos, could trade up to the <sighs> first round. Yeah. You had 31 options. You chose the Chiefs. I just wanted, I, the point <laughs> was I want a first round pick for it. I'm not trading for a second. Just so happens to be it could have been like the Eagles. Yeah, you could have thirty. You, but that's the not bills. my line. I would take pick thirty-one. I just want first round pick. I want fifth year mm. option. Oh, so you wouldn't take pick thirty-two? No, because I forgot they didn't have one. Oh, okay, you would pick take pick thirty-one though. Yes. And a lot of people thought the reason that you would do that is to yeah. get your team, the Chiefs, into a better draft position uh, next year. Honestly, all you, had to, at all. all you had to say is, I'll take the last pick in the round. <laughs> you don't even have to t- name the team. See, now you hear he's fine talking. Yeah. When he now, can just dump on you, he's fine talking. Yeah, we got to unplug his mic again. <laughs> I'll unplug it myself. I'm more than happy to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well... Bunker well, gate, bunker gate's bunker over. Gate. Yeah, there should isn't we, much to talk about. Should there, is we, there should we get out of the bunker hmm. and into our player profile? Getting ready for the draft. Ooh, Nine yes. days away. The Broncos pick is just in ten days. Let's talk about someone that gets after the quarterback, Henry. Yes, so they, Byron Young. Uh, it is not Byron Young. Uh, who it was it? BJ. Oh, July. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So LSU. Um, Kind of in a Von Miller mold. Mm. You know, that's kind of, it's obviously dangerous stuff to be saying about somebody, but if you're drafting him, that's, that's why you're drafting him is to be that sort of guy. Uh, you see right there, the weaknesses, the size and strength. That was the thing about Von is that he had another, I guess, inch on him, inch and a half maybe, but that was kind of the difference. Those were kind of the knocks on Von as well. Now Von way more productive, even more bendy than BJ Ojolari, who himself is, a very bendy pass rusher. Um, yeah. Um, I think a captain on the team. I think five and a half sacks last year. Uh, you, you like stuff like that. Um, 
think that's basically it. I mean, not not the longest player. I guess that's another piece. The the arms are a little bit short, but not not enough to really scare you. Yeah, and when you even say that uh, size and strength are issues, mm-hmm. they they certainly are. But it's not like he's coming in at 230 and exactly. he's going to need to bulk up to, to 255 in order to even see the field. He's he's 248 right now. Yep. Um, so he does have the potential to get that size and strength. But, mm-hmm. Henry, you went to, uh, you know, the top comp of Von Miller, yeah. wh- wh- which I don't mind. I, totally. I like that because when you look at him mm-hmm. and you see BJ at his best, yep. he he is able to jump the line extremely well. He's able to to read the snap count well. And mm-hmm. the bend, I think, is where you yep. really hit it exactly. on the nose. He's got that Von Miller-esque bend. Von, Von's is still a mm-hmm. lot better, but also Von's probably wasn't that good coming out of college either. So comparing BJ to like prime Von isn't fair, mm-hmm. but that's where he's really good. He's really good at getting around the outside of the pass rusher, that quickness that allows yep. him to get around the outside of that offensive tackle. Um, and then his size and strength do hurt him especially when an offensive lineman gets mm-hmm. his hands on him, then he's kind of just controlled and yep. not able to do anything from there. Uh, I did I did see him have some good inside moves, though, because typically if you're a pass rusher, specifically a speed rusher in that mm-hmm. bend, tackles are going to just start jumping that and just jumping yep. on the outside. So you have to have that counter move of being able to bounce inside. And I saw many times on tape that he does have that counter move inside. Yep. Uh, and so I, I really like the potential as a pass rusher. Because of that, though... I think he's going to be gone by 67. So maybe this is one of the guys Vance Joseph falls in love with mm-hmm. and says, we got to move up uh, to, to, to the mid-50s, to the early 50s in order to get this guy. Don't think it makes sense with where the Broncos are right now. If a mm-hmm. talented pass rusher, specifically rushing the passer, falls to you at 67, 68, mm-hmm. I think you can take him. I don't think you can sacrifice two third-round yeah. picks, a third and a fourth-round pick in order to go up and get him. I do think you need help at edge, but I don't know if you can really find that edge help this year uh, just because of where that room would be. He would essentially be Nick Benito 2.0 in terms of what you're getting. You're getting a talented pass rusher from college, Mm -hmm. but a guy that still has to become much better uh, in many different aspects to see the field consistently. So I just don't know how he would fit in with the Broncos this year. Exactly. And that that was going to be my next question is what do you do with Nick Benito then? Because they are very similar, like a little bit different, but I mean, they're speed rushers. Yep. And if anything, a little bit undersized speed rushers. Right. And so that alone makes them very similar. Right. Um, yeah, it, it would be super redundant. Yeah. You'd be essentially drafting the same thing that you drafted last year and he couldn't get on the field. And so what do you do? Do you trade him away? Do you right. make him your number six outside linebacker and he just <laughs> sits in that room for another year? Yeah. I mean, to me, you'd probably just trade him and get what you can get, which wouldn't be anything great. A fourth? You'd love it. Probably yeah. more likely it's a fifth. But again, if you can probably either right. get a, a, a fifth round pick or he doesn't see the field this year yeah. and then you got to do it next year, what's the better option? Yeah. And so that... That's a conversation that would come if they do go after B.J. Ojolari. And I guess the other way you do it is just trade Jonathan Cooper for a sixth or a seventh. Um, probably not Baron Browning. Um, Jake Martin is potentially gone if you want to keep Benito, too. So you could kind of make it... A, if you add a rookie to this room, it's going to be a weird room. Because you've got be Randy Gregory, room. you've got Baron Browning, who third-year player feels like a second-year player. Yep. And... Nick Benito and whoever it is and Jonathan Cooper who 
has like he has like 14 starts, which is crazy. That is in wild. Two years. That is wild. Yeah. But so I, I don't know what exactly that is. But if you need a pass rusher, BJ Ojolari's there. Again, we all know what good pass rushers look like here. He disappears a little bit. I yeah. think that's if if he had put up 10 sacks this year, yeah. then he would have been a first round pick easily. Yep. And he didn't. Yeah, I think he had seven the year before. So seven then becomes a captain, all that five and a half this year, um, especially slowed down late in the year. If you think that that's fluky, then you go get him. And it just kind of a cherry on top for him. If the Broncos mm-hmm. were to select him or any team, you're getting a great teammate. You're getting yep. a really good leader. Like you said, a captain. He also was awarded number 18. Lloyd Cushenberry was awarded yep. uh, the, the, a similar uh, number mm-hmm. title when he was down there at LSU. Just means you're a really good, uh, 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 what's it called? Figurehead yeah. for uh, LSU football. So to me, good pass rusher. Talent is there. If the Broncos mm-hmm. had like one really good overall edge player and they needed that number two, he's probably worth taking a flyer on. But to go back-to-back years of using your very first pick on the draft at a a questionable Mm -hmm. developmental edge player, with where the Broncos are, it doesn't make sense. And I agree with you. You probably have to move Nick Benito because it just wouldn't make sense. And honestly, if they still had Von Miller, this would make way more sense to me. Yeah. Because then you have somebody who can teach him how to do all these different things. That was such a big loss. Like, I get that they got, what was it, second and third for him? Yep. Those are good picks, but Von Miller or Greg Dulcich and Nick Benito, give me Von Miller. Give me Von Miller in a landslide. When you put it like that, now you are saving a bunch of money. True. But also you are using some of that money on Randy Gregory too. Yep. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make that much sense. But how about the ceiling for BJ? Yeah. Von Miller-esque? Yeah, I mean, the there's no reason he can't get you 10, 10 sacks a year. Man, that's hard That's hard to pass up on, though. Yeah. I do think he's going to be gone because of that uh, upside. I do think he's going to be gone well before the Broncos pick. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably a mid-second-round guy. Um, but the floor, Nick Benito rookie year. That is quite yeah. a range of guys right yep. there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't know what they're going to do with that position. I wish they would have made a move already. And I get that you want to yeah. see how things fall, and then afterward you can get somebody out of there. But it's just so tough for me to try to add somebody with your first pick in the draft to potentially your deepest position. I think that is your deepest position on the roster. With also a position you don't love, though. Typically when you say exactly. deep, it means you love it. But in this case, you don't. It's no. so awkward. But, Henry, that's a that's a position we should keep our an eye on. Definitely. If the Broncos want more picks... Trading Nick Benito for a fourth or a fifth. Trading Jonathan Cooper for a fifth or a sixth. Yep. Uh, trading who else is there? You wouldn't trade Baron Browning. You, would, you wouldn't Unless trade Baron Browning. So it, it, would, it would be those two. Probably. Uh, who, who are you tra- an Aaron, uh, not an Aaron Patrick, um, a Jake Martin yep. for a seventh, yep. something like that. Although his contract a team probably wouldn't want to take that on because I think it is like $4 million this the year. The Broncos did. Uh, and it, he didn't like disappoint. I guess he was hurt. Yeah, a bit. but when he's on the field, he was. But I mean, that's another guy that's there. Just in exactly. terms of like depth, like he's definitely an NFL player. But Easily, is he going to see the field if Baron Browning uh, is healthy? If Randy Gregory's healthy, obviously big ifs with both big, of those guys. Yeah. Uh, if Nick Benito takes a step up, no, then probably that's not. He's not going to see the field. So that's one position where the Broncos could add uh, draft capital, but mm-hmm. it's going to be very minimal. Yep, and that's where I mean. Maybe Sean Payton has watched Baron Browning and thinks he's really good. 
And right. if Baron Browning takes a step, then all of a sudden all of this makes sense. Right. Then you can throw in Nick Benito when you want. Then you have right. Jonathan Cooper who has a bunch of experience and has played pretty well. Jake Martin has a whole lot of experience. So if Baron Browning just takes a step and Randy Gregory stays healthy, it could be great. Right. But so many what? question marks. Five sacks of Baron Browning last year. Out, outside of more. Russ, that's the biggest question mark on the team. Yeah. Probably. Man, there's a lot of question marks. In in a scary there way, but are. also like a potential upside way. It's not yeah. all bad. It's question marks that could turn out to be exclamation marks, yep. or it's question marks that could turn out to be complete duds. Yeah. Man. And, I mean, there's a chance that this new staff says, Oh, you guys couldn't figure out how to make Nick Benito work? You guys sure. are crazy. Yeah. Like he's he's our third down pass rusher, not Baron right. Browning. Right. Like right. that that potential is there. The problem is he just doesn't know where he's going. But who knows? If you give him the third down snaps and say just go around the edge and get to the quarterback. It didn't work last year. Maybe something changed. Yeah. Maybe he's bigger and stronger. Maybe that that would be big time for the Broncos. Henry, look around our set. We got some awesome things. A John Elway bobblehead right in front of me. Also a Broncos mini helmet. Mm-hmm. You've got some sweet swag. We've got a lot of other cool avalanche things. I'm looking at uh, the Breck Brew avalanche sign. We've got so many things and so much of it is from our friends over at FOCO. That's how we make it. That's one of the ways we make our sets around DNVR yep. really cool is by checking out FOCO and using that code DNVR to get 10% off non-presale items by using that code DNVR. And if you want to get yourself some really cool memorabilia, apparel, uh, novelty items, collectibles, toys, accessories, and much more, FOCO is going to hook it up. So check them out over at FOCO. That's F-O-C-O. And you'll get fifth, you'll get 10% off by using that code DNVR. It's great for yourself. It's mm-hmm. great for gifts. Even better for gifts. If you're getting 10% off, you don't have to tell the person who you're getting a gift it's for. True. They got 10% off. So check them out. FOCO. And if they do find out that you got the gift for 10% off and they get angry <laughs> oh, and they start hitting you in the face oh, with a gift, oh, boy. Um, Hopefully it's like a pillow gift and not a bobblehead <laughs> gift. That would be a rough one. Uh, then call Bacchus and Shanker because they will help people who are seriously injured. And they have been doing that in Colorado for 25 years. Um, there's no upfront front fee to speak with them. There's no fee while they work on your case. There's no fee unless they win your case and they win money for you. Uh, they've won over a billion dollars for clients all in Colorado. And now they have offices all over Colorado, like in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins, wherever you are, they are too. Uh, Bax and Shaker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers on their staff. Uh, they'll help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at, at fault. It's car accidents or motorcycles or ride chairs. If you're a pedestrian who gets hit by a truck, um, they can even help if you're injured at work. So call them at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Man, someone in the comment section trying to get me in trouble oh, again. No. Yeah, here, can you scroll up to the very, very top of this comment section? Let's see if you hear is actually paying attention or not. Oh, oh he is. No. Look at it. No, to the very, very top. There we go. There we go. Um, it was our guy, Scott. Maybe scroll down just a little bit. He says, would you guys rather have Buda Baker Ooh. or Dalvin Cook? I got it before I, I answer this question. Got to give a shout out to everyone listening to us. Yes. Listening to us, whether you're on YouTube watching us or listening to us on podcasts, you guys are great. When we take some clips that we do and put them out on Twitter, wow. people like to just be extremely mean. They do. I think like you guys to be understand mean. why we were talking about Buddha Baker. Yeah. Are we talking about him the rest of this week? No, we're not. Um, mm-hmm. be, but does it make sense for for one show to talk about potentially adding a guy with a lot of connections? Absolutely. Yep. Oh my gosh, Henry, 
You would have thought I said F the Broncos yeah. on Twitter yesterday yeah. with how people were coming after us uh, and Scott trying to get us in more trouble by bringing up Buddha again. Wow. Would you guys rather have Buddha Baker or Dalvin Cook? It's got to be Buddha Baker. It Didn't just think has you're to gonna be. You're going to go that way, but I agree. It just has to be. I'm, I don't know. Dalvin Cook has been healthier than I realized. He's been not as good as I realized over yeah. the past one or two years. Yeah, at least 1,100 yards in each of the last four seasons, though. Like, I well, wasn't up, it on like 3.8 yards per carry or something? 4.4 this year. That was a career worst. Okay, okay, maybe not as bad as I thought. Yeah, but again, like, it's nothing all that special. And played every game last year, year before, missed four, before that missed three, before that, or no, before that missed two, before that missed two, before that missed five. And before that was a rookie year where he only played four. So, right. And there are like these little injuries that happen, but I don't know. I, it feels like with him, he misses half the season or more every year, but it he does. doesn't. It really is just a couple games. Yeah. No, it, it's really true. But the reason mm-hmm. I'm taking Buddha is I think Buddha is still ascending as a player and a 27 for yeah. a safety. I think you have a lot more years left uh, as opposed to. Uh, um, a running back, what was he, 27, yep. 28? So, I mean, same age, the running back's going to have fewer years left on him. Yep, and you'd pay Dalvin 10.4 this year, 12 the next year, 13 the year after. And at some point, That's he's probably going to want a, a contract yeah. increase as well. Um, Dalvin's going to be an interesting one. Yep. Do they make a move on him? Minnesota's been bringing in uh, a lot of running backs mm-hmm. to potentially draft it to, or to look at for the draft with their top 30 visits and uh, – Dalvin's situation is clearly not settled there. Yeah, I Broncos should call. They should definitely call and see what see what the Vikings are looking for. Um, the Broncos are going to draft a running back. Like we've said that all offseason. Like they don't really have a choice. Like even if they signed another running back, they probably have to draft one still. But if you bring in Dalvin, then you could justify not using one of those picks there. So if you're going to use a third to get a running back who can hopefully play half the time this season, then instead you can send a fifth to go get Dalvin, potentially because of the age and contract, then I would be all in for it. Um, If you're giving up more than that, I'd need to be sold. And listen to this. Henry wants to trade Jerry Judy for Dalvin Cook straight up. Incredible. Don't put this on the internet. No. (laughs) Incredible. No, 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 no. Um, No, Henry, I mean, you, you make good points. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay let's get into two quick questions on the website first one from the count he says i'm positive that the russ golf cart stunt was an all-out effort to in uh engender himself to the beer drinking fans of the denver metro area what's more relatable than a few extra strawberry sky pops and turning brodies into an electric chariot what see ya love the count wow Relatable. Relatable. Like we said. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I don't think he was doing it with uh, a couple extra strawberry skies. Exactly. Maybe the person who was driving the cart was? Maybe. I mean, you gotta be, right? Like, how do you not? Well, didn't didn't it say something like they were stuck yeah. and had to go backward? Like it's that one of those... part could be a little to help the Broncos players out look so, a little better. At fancy golf courses, and that's like the coolest golf course. Of course, you'd be saying Arrowhead is cool. No, of course. It's, of course. It, it is the coolest <laughs> golf course. Like there is no arguing that one. Okay. They need to change the name though. Um but what about Burrowhead? I don't think that they found <laughs> burrow heads on the ground and named a uh, golf course after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they, 
they have like the sensors in the golf cart to make sure like people don't drive too close to the green or okay. drive oh wow probably too close to the sand traps and so it kind of sounded like golf it like kind of shut down the golf cart because oh. it was too close then he said they had to go in reverse <laughs> so it's like i don't know like did it just roll in because it stopped the buttons stopped or did it i don't know uh, it's obviously their fault. They drove a golf cart into a, <laughs> into a bunker, but uh, it could be because they're hammered. It could be because of some weird things. Wait, I need clarity um, and, and honesty. Have you ever drove a golf cart? Have you ever tipped one over? No. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. I bet, I bet Ryan has. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he has, too. <laughs> or at the very <laughs> least, he's like, oh, yeah, I was out there with the boys and like, well, my friends did this. Right, right, like, right. And I was just a passenger. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Last one coming in from Nash Bronco says, all right, another off-season topic. Game broadcast commenters. Where are you guys' favorites? Mine used Ooh. to be Tony Romo before he just resorted to saying, yeah, I don't know, Jim, before every big moment. <laughs> um, <sighs> Manning cast. Love the Manning cast. The Manning cast is great. Obviously, it's not uh, traditional broadcasters. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I love uh, I love the Sunday Night Crew. Yeah, yeah, they're solid. They are good. I mean, so I typically don't like the Manning cast type stuff. Okay, but that one's obviously awesome. Like that is the best. You just have to do it so well. And I also think it's because um, I think it's because. Peyton Manning associated with the Broncos. True. Like if this were, uh, what's another bro- like Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady and his brother. I get how like Boston people may not like the Manning cast. Exactly. Um, especially cause it's New York and Denver kind of going yeah. up against them. But for us, it's perfect. It definitely is. Um, I mean like Jim Nance is the best. Yeah. Jim Nance is, he fantastic. is just the best. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the guys who just call the game, do like a good job. Don't add too much of their own. I don't know. Like I'm not I, a lot of people really like Gus Johnson. I'm not a huge fan. Everything's just way over the top. Yeah. It's, it's like fair. even little plays. It's like, oh, it's like, no, no, no. When the time comes, you do that. Yeah. But then I also feel like there's other guys, like even Tony Romo a little bit. It used to be he got way too excited about everything, which is kind of fun at first. And now I feel like he doesn't get excited enough about most things. Mm, he's just kind of like laughing and giggly. It he's not yeah. it's not like intense. It's just like, oh, oh wow, can you believe you know? <laughs> yep, and yep. it's not bad. But that's why he wouldn't make my list. I don't know. Jim Nance is definitely the best. Jim Nance is incredible. And with that, friends, we'll send you out with a little Jim Nance calming effect. But yeah, here's going to kick us out. He's going to unplug our mic soon, so we better get out of here. Thank you so much for rolling with us. We're going to have more draft talk tomorrow, so tune in. Have a wonderful Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow. Flying cotton